Hello, everyone. Welcome to King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, I am here joined by Todd and Mike, and we're going to talk all things Phil Singer Games, uh, including an overview with our favorites from 2020, all the sets that were released last year, uh, which still seems weird to say, uh, even though we're over halfway through January. Uh, We're also going to talk about the upcoming perennial 2021, which is just less than a week away, Um, another virtual con, which we are super excited about. this one, I think, will be uh, just as rambunctious and rowdy as the last two, um, and and a lot of fun. There's there's going to be some great panels. Um, the schedule, of course, has already been released online, um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we do that, Todd, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's uh, Saturday night. We're talking uh, all things Phil Singer Games. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how has uh, how's your New Year been this far? I'd say so far so good. Uh, good, you know, get back into the swing of uh, things after our nice long holiday break from everything, which was nice. And uh, yeah, things have been great so far. Fantastic! I'm so glad to hear that, Mike. What about you, Sam? Good to good to uh, speak to you again. Obviously, um, no, things are good over here. You know, just uh, looking forward to the promise of the new year. Indeed, me as well. Um, I know it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks already, so we'll see what the rest of the year brings for us. Um, so uh, obviously, we were able to talk a little bit at the last um, fan convention in October um, about something that would be happening in January, um, but there weren't necessarily a lot of details at the time. Um, and then, of course, the announcements kind of came out after that. Um, even just recently, uh, about the perennial, uh, 2021, um, which will be Saturday, January 23rd. And it runs all day, uh, begins at 1030 in the morning. All these times are Eastern time. Correct, Todd? That is correct. Yep. So the convention will open at 1030, uh, in the morning and run all the way through, uh, into the evening, um, probably finishing up around, you know, nine, 10 o'clock, uh, at night, I would imagine. Although yeah, you know, maybe, not sure. maybe not that way, maybe not that way. We'll see. At least not officially. Maybe people are hanging maybe out. I was going to say, out. yeah, exactly. We'll leave it open if people want to hang out. I think that's perfectly fine with me. So, I mean, you know, somebody's got to organize the unofficial watch party, right? That's right. Go through that's a bunch right. of matches. Um, so the, the convention itself, I guess we can just kind of go by, uh, by the schedule here. Um, obviously we've got kind of the opening, um, people can kind of say hi and, and everybody shows up and, um, give a little information about tournaments and answering questions and that sort of thing. Um, and then the, the discussion rooms will open. Um, there will be a number of tournaments, um, kicking things off will be the Kronos battle lines tournament, which should be very exciting to see, um, how those new cards play, uh, in tournament, uh, style, since we've not yet had an opportunity to do that with those cards. Um, we'll also have uh, women of the Indies. Um, then there will be the Danny Hodge Memorial junior heavyweight legends tournament. Super excited for that one. Uh, Danny Hodge is actually currently my junior heavyweight champ in my legends fed. Um, and I'm a huge uh, Danny Hodge fan. And obviously, uh, with his recent passing, this is a perfect way, um, to pay tribute to him and, uh, and also have a heck of a lot of fun. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, Mike, can you tell us about the, you know, picking the name for the tournament and when that was decided and, um, you know, as far as any, any particular rules for the tournament, since it is a junior heavyweight tournament? 
Um, you know, I think that, you know, when, uh, Mr. Hodge passed, I think, you know, anybody who's a fan of the game obviously knew what a big name he was for us to have signed when we did. And, um, I think it was just sort of one of those obvious moments. I'm, I'm not even, I think Todd and I just sort of were like, yep, Danny Hodge, you know, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't a, uh, really even a discussion. Um, so and and I mean, aside from it being a uh, junior heavyweight tournament, I don't, I don't think we're running doing any special rules other than obviously for those uh, wrestlers who have junior heavyweight stats. Those will be the ones that we'd be using for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Actually, we got to figure what what is the exact uh, weight uh, <laughs> for junior heavyweight. That that was one of my things. I'm like, hmm, because I know there's been all sorts of different rules over the years. Uh, do we have an official thing in the legends uh, book? I'm trying to, I to like I, before picking out the rest of the field, I was going to try to figure that out. You know, that, that's a fantastic question. We'll have to uh, <laughs> nail that down before Saturday. I think so. Yeah. I'll get the field figured out. We'll, we'll, we'll be legal then. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to remember if there, has there ever been, I know at one point there was a fairly official designation for champions of the galaxy, but in legends, has there ever been like an official, this is the, the, the the weight class i don't know well yeah because like the champions of the galaxy if i'm not mistaken it was 240 was, yeah was 240 yeah it was it was two it was 240 for Ch- cotg cotg and I know, the gwf like, i should say gwf, GWF it was a, it was a two it was a 240 pound weight limit um most people would probably use 220 maybe 230 for a legends setting yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be above 205 but below 240 i think it's gonna be a designation uh yeah this is that when we go through uh, i'll make sure you know it, it, it makes sense i'm gonna guess but i'm gonna say probably 225 i think might I, be a fair yeah point. yeah i usually i, I think that's probably where we'll go i usually kind of fudge it and do 230 just because you know you've got those guys that are like 228 or you know there are certain folks where you're just sort of like well this guy is you know a junior heavyweight so i definitely want him to be included and i think i think like one of the names maybe i'm thinking of is um is even mike dibiase who uh was actually at one point the nwa junior heavyweight champion um but i think his weight class uh for his promoted prime card is he might be like 228 or something like that um so i yeah for 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 me i just fudge it up to 230 and Say they cut weight. Oh no, his, his weight is way less. It's two ten. Never mind then. Yeah, he cut um, weight. About these guys might cut some weight. We'll see. How right, right, right. Well, I'm looking at Dynamite Kid card right now, and that's two twenty five. So it's got to be at least two twenty five. Yeah, Kid it's got to be two twenty five. Right. Yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe, Blanch, Joe Blanchard and, and Dynamite Kid will both qualify at two twenty five. There we go. All right. There you have it. Um, yeah, I know Blanchard held. Uh, um, junior heavyweight slash middleweight, whatever gold at one point, I don't think it was the NWA title, but I've seen him hold titles like that before. Uh, well, that'll be an exciting tournament. And, and I, I think it's always fun to play with the weight classes because oftentimes you'll get guys to, that you can use in those tournaments, um, uh, or, or, or in that particular, um, division uh, of your fed that, you know, maybe don't get as much exposure. I know a guy, for instance, that I've been using a lot in my junior heavyweight division is somebody like Bobby Shane. And, uh, I love using that card. I just think he's a great card. I think he's, he, he performs perfectly as a heel and kind of like, you know, in that, that sort of middle card junior heavyweight division, uh, uh, thorn in the side of, you know, a baby face champ. He's perfect for that. So I, I love using a guy like him that normally I wouldn't necessarily, 
um, be able to get as much exposure for. So I think junior heavyweight uh, tournament is, is great. And obviously naming it after Danny Hodges is perfect as well, apropos. Um, and then, of course, we also have our Champions of the Galaxy Tournament of Champions, um, which should be a lot of fun. Now, Todd, can you tell us uh, what cards are going to be uh, available for that? Is that just going to be the best of set um, that came out last year? Or are there, is it going to be open to uh, more than, than just that set? It'll be open to more than just that set uh, as well. I mean, it really depends on the number of people signed up for the tournaments there. Like if we are kind of closer to the Galacticon number when 32, obviously we need to go beyond the 16 in the set there. Of course. Uh, just kind of pick some, pick and choose some other guys that are kind of like best rep- representations uh, over the years there and include them in there. As long as, you know, they're in COTG online, um, then we'll make sure to include, you know, all those guys in there. And women, and just kind of going back to the other two. So, you know, Kronos, you know, definitely with the new set of that came out, we wanted to do something with Kronos. We have a good feel to that guy, those guys right there. Uh, Women in the Indies, we've never done, I say we did a women's tournament at Galacticon last year, uh, but obviously with the new women's set that just came out in December, we want to do something focused on that within the Indies and just focus on that with all the different indie sets we've done over the years it seemed very appropriate we have a lot that came in through you know promoter prime and and uh, you know, obviously the two women's sets there plus even some of the other ring of honor sets so there's a really great selection of female talent so this will be a good uh, good spot to highlight them yeah i i totally agree i mean uh, honestly like the the game does not lack uh when it comes to the indie side um for for a breadth of of great women talent between you know the shimmer sets and and like you were mentioning uh, the ring of honor sets uh um uh, the the inspire pro set you know i always loved the fact that that was yeah. like half women um and uh you know then then of course um with the women of the indie sets um there's been a lot of great talent that has been added and, and we'll certainly talk uh, a bit more about that. I'm sure when we get into our best of lists, um, but then in, in addition to the tournaments, of course, uh, for, for, for me personally, uh, for, for many reasons, sort of the, the fillet of the tournament, the thing that I love the most, uh, we've got the panels, um, which is a great opportunity to hear from the people who make the game and, uh, pick their brain about what might be coming next. Um, and of course get some of those special sneak previews, um, whether that, uh, might be a new name, uh, some artwork, uh, and whatnot. Uh, so we'll kick things off with the champions of the galaxy panel. Um, Todd, can you give us any, any, any sizzle for that particular panel? Well, yeah, I think for the, the champions of the galaxy panel, I mean, I think for any, all these panels, not to kind of go too far ahead, but we're going to have, uh, our, you know, a number of our releases for the first half of the year named, including what's coming up in our March release, which is going to be our first quarter release. Then, uh, we'll have, we'll have a piece of artwork for each of the lines. We'll, we'll, oh, have, awesome. we'll have a piece, piece of artwork to show off uh, for one each of the new sets. Uh, so similar to what we did in the fall where we had a piece of artwork for everybody there. We're going to do the same for this, at least for the, you know, the first releases and we'll name what's coming up uh, later in the spring. And then a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a teaser for the, for the summer there as well, but mostly it'll be focused on uh, you know, the Q1 and Q2 releases though. Fantastic. And then Mike, of course, you will be running down the entire roster for uh Future Shock 2117, correct? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I'm really looking forward to hearing about what's coming next uh in Centra. Um well, any, any 
Hence, well, I was just going to say, in addition to that, I, I, th- I think we're going to have um, Rob in to, to kind of let people ask questions about um, what we just did with uh, Kronos. I, I mm-hmm. think that which will be a cool opportunity for people because Rob's talked about it on on the podcast, I think, which has been great. But I think it will also be a neat opportunity for people other than you to be able to ask him questions about it. So it's a, yeah. For sure, for sure. Because I, you know, the thing is, is like we we certainly talked at length um, last time when I was able to have uh, him on, which was fantastic. Um, but there was a lot of stuff that that we didn't get to, and so I'm sure that there's a lot of things that uh, that fans want to know, and a lot of stuff that you know, even even on the message boards ha- hasn't been uh, uh, covered because I know um, that there's been opportunity to ask some questions here and there, but I. I positive there's more so um yeah for anybody listening right now you know get out your notebook write down your questions for rob because there's there's lots of cool chrono stuff uh that i'm sure we can we can dig into um and then uh of course we'll we'll move on from there uh to a a, a guest uh with uh Werner meek which will be a lot of fun um talking about the Phil Singer Games' most prolific artist, as is listed here in the schedule, um, and uh, not only um, for his work on the game lines, but also uh, some of his outside endeavors. So that'll be a lot of fun um, talking to him. Uh, we'll also have our indies panel um, to talk about the upcoming indie sets. Uh, then we've got our trivia contest, which will be uh, based around Legends of Wrestling. Um, excited about that. Should be a lot of fun. See if we can stump the Legends team. Um, or yeah, I'm really or, wondering to see how well the Legends guys stack up against some of the uh, other fans in this one. So yeah, definitely interesting. And, and I, I figured we, we did a lot of the trivia. Usually, is very focused on champions at like Galacticon. So, right. like for this, I'm like, well, why don't we focus on Legends of this one? I mean, Legends is you know just as popular, if not more popular, than Champions these days. And so, and then everybody kind of has a little bit more insight to that uh, line, no matter what type of player you are. So, I, I think it uh, should be pretty competitive and should be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I, I would completely agree, and I think it'll be. Uh... It, you know, it, it, it'll be fun to see um, just how everybody measures up uh, with with the uh, with the questions that will be uh, posed. Uh, I will say this much for anyone out there who's listening right now: uh, don't just limit yourself to color cards. All right, you're going to have to crack open the books and go back to the black and white days because there's going to be questions covering wrestlers who entered this game all the way back to the original set. Um, so, so prepare yourselves. Do your homework. Uh, pick up your handbooks, do some some Googling, and, uh, you know, get ready. Get ready. It's going to be fun. Um, and then, of course, uh, appropriately enough, after that, we'll dive into the Legends of Wrestling panel, um, which will obviously be, uh, you know, a lot of fun. And um, I'm sure that we'll get some really great teases, uh, previews, and just out and out you know, direct information about who we can expect next. Um, and it's always fun to ask them questions. Uh, you know, again, you know, like was said earlier with Rob, uh, come prepared with your questions. You know, I've had the opportunity to have these guys on the show. Um, and, uh, they've got their own podcast now too, with uncharted territory. So this is an opportunity for you guys to, to really kind of dig in and ask questions, um, about, you know, what's, what's next, uh, or as much as they can tell you anyway. 
Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, uh, we don't uh, need uh, to ask uh, some uh, questions about what's next. I don't need to break the muzzle out on these guys, but but maybe ask questions in all seriousness about guys who we've signed. You know how they how they were signed. You know what what what, what you know uh, what was exciting about them. You know the set. You know what, how they came up with different mechanics, things like that. Like broaden your horizons a little bit, just based on who's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm just I'm just trying to you know. I'm just trying to get people excited right. to, uh, to 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 hopefully get somebody to slip up and spoil some big names. No, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no Ch- Chad's already right. going to make me the bad guy, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah, be the heel. Definitely. You know, it's like you know, it's, I'll be the heel on this. But, uh, <laughs> but but in all seriousness, I think it's a great opportunity for folks to just get some insight into what the guys you know as, as we go through the release process. Um, you know how they go through, you know, statting guys, what, what decisions are made? Why did they make a decision about wrestler X versus wrestler Y being at a certain level? I think those kind yeah. of things are uh, really interesting. You know, I mean, I get to do it with the guys. So, uh, you know, for me, I know exactly how it goes, but I think for, for fans, it might be a neat opportunity for them. I know I completely agree. And, and, and like you said, in all seriousness, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to get a look, you know, at the sort of, you know, how the sausage gets made. And, uh, I think it'd be a, a really cool, uh, chance to ask some questions, um, about, you know, anything from the nuances of, of card mechanics or, or choice decisions, you know, whatever the case might be, uh, and how cards get statted out and, you know, how you kind of avoid, um, like a risk of parity in a set when you, when you have guys that are really good and, and it's like, okay, well, I can't have everybody be a main eventer. So, you know, how's the best way to pare somebody down without, you know, turning them into a geek or, you know, so I think it's a, it is, it's a great chance to do that. And, you know, and I think that the, that, that is true also of the, um, you know, the Indies panel and, and the, uh, the champions panel as well, because I know, you know, in my conversation with Rob, he, he just, he loves stats. He loves figuring out, you know, how to, to create those guys. And I think that it's a, uh, again, it's just a great opportunity to really dig into that because, um, I think it's something, that, that I can safely say over the past, you know, year or two, uh, I've seen more discussion about it, uh, than I have in a while. Um, I feel like that there was certainly a time when a lot of people were making bootlegs and there were bootleg sets coming out and people were certainly talking about stats and finishers, et cetera, and that sort of stuff. But I feel like recently there's been, uh, more chatter on the discussion boards than maybe I'd seen in, in a while about, um, you know, mechanics and stats and that sort of stuff, which is, uh, which is really cool. So I, I think it's a great opportunity to further that conversation. And then of course we'll finish everything up with the tournament finals and, uh, the, the, uh, perennial championship. So, uh, it'll be a great night. Winners will be crowned. Um, tournament masters will, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm the only tournament master, you know, despite what people said, uh, no, I, I think we, we wanted to, you know, one of the things that they, you know, people really kind of got into like, you know, the championships, a lot of the tournaments that we did and some of the other ones. So we thought, you know, doing the preliminaries earlier in the day, but maybe saving the championship matches for kind of like the main event here. And then kind of similar to what we do at the Galacticon cup, you know, having this perennial championship at the beginning. So the four winners uh, of the four tournaments would be able to go on to a, uh, you know, a a semifinals and and finals. So this hasn't been mentioned before, but I'm going to give an exclusive here about the rules of the perennial championship. So um, you notice we did four tournaments. So we had one 
that is uh, Indies, one that's Legends, and then two that's Champions of the Galaxy. So uh, the idea then is when we get to the, the when we get to the championship, once we have our four winners crowned, uh, I think those four winners will each win some type of prize, which I will figure out what that is this week. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, so the way the perennial championship will go is that if you win the legends tournament, you get to pick any legend you want. You, you win the Indies tournament, you get to pick any indie guy you want in any, in any set there. You win the champions of the galaxy tournaments. You get to, you know, those two guys get to pick someone from the champions of the galaxy universe. And then that's how we go through. Now in the future, you know, if we did you know, future perennials, if somebody wins the championship, you're not going to be able to pick them, just like we have the Galacticon. I was just going to say, the good, the, the good news is this is a, a clean slate this time. Clean slate. So there's, yeah, right, so. there's, there's no Galacticon restrictions. So. Right. I mean, you haven't been able to play Alpha Force in a championship thing in, you know, 20 years. So now, now you can pick Alpha Force if you really want, you know. Nice. I think I know. I don't think he's actually going to be picked, but, you know, that, that's, you know, definitely a possibility. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's, I, th- I thought that would be a cool way, you know, but uh, you win your specific one, you're going to, you're going to pick someone from that. So, you know, the indie one might be a little bit of a disadvantage, but there's some still really good guys that have come through there. Some really high level guys that could be perfectly fine, you know, to, to use. Like I, I assume like uh Brian Danielson's up there. I think uh, Tyler black, Tyler black. I was yeah. just going to say Tyler black definitely got a card that I think would yeah match up favorably with about anybody. So yeah. it's, yeah, so I like said the Kronos one. We're not going to make you have to take someone from Kronos, but if you want to take, um, you know, if you want to take uh, Infinity or Infinity Plex, you're welcome to do that too. But uh, if not, then you're, uh, you know, you could take take someone else there. But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that would be kind of a neat thing that we have all four of the, you know, all these all three of the game lines in there. One of the two champions winners kind of face it against, so and the Indies and the Legends, then we'll have our big champions versus reality final. Uh, in the end. So something a little bit different, but uh, I think it uh, could be kind of cool. Without a doubt. I, yeah, I think that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see how that, uh, that all plays out. And, you know, I think people will be able to have a heck of a lot of fun with that. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the tournaments. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that the panels are kind of like the fillet for me, but the, uh, the tournaments are always a heck of a lot of fun. And, and as someone who has spent the entirety uh, of his playing experience with uh, Champions of the Galaxy, you know, just as a solo promoter, um, Galacticon was really the first time that I ever got to uh, not only play against someone, but also, uh, you know, just watch that and experience that. And uh, it's, um, it's always a lot of fun. You know, you get those matches that sometimes just seem like they're never going to end. And then you get others that, you know, are, are over in a couple of minutes. So uh, it'll, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to see also how some of the new cards do um, and, you know, what new mechanics kind of come into play with, with some of the newer cards. So um, champions will be crowned. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, one of the things we're trying to accomplish with the timing now, obviously we want to do it as a one-day thing. You know, Galacticon is a special thing where we have it, you know, over the course of a whole weekend. I mean, with, we're not going to be able to do that with the perennial, but, I mean, it's still it's a long day for sure. Sure, yeah, sure. But, you know, trying to balance it out to, you know, make it somewhat palatable for our West Coast friends and, you know, somewhat so that and also our friends from Europe can join. So that's why kind of the timing there, I was trying to get it that it's, you know, you know the end of the day is going to be a little tough, for, I think, for our European friends. The beginning of the day might be a little rough for, uh, for you know, those out in California and Nevada. 
Uh, although Zeke has uh, told me he will have his five hour energy with him. So he will not be, <laughs> he'll be wide awake the entire day. So <laughs> I, I was debating sending him a case of Red Bull. Truthfully, but, uh... <laughs> we love you, Zeke. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is obviously one of those things where, you know, you do want to be sensitive to everybody's schedule, but I think that there are obviously some things worth getting up early for or staying up late for, you know, as somebody who follows the English premier league, I have to tell you when Manchester city's playing, there've been plenty of mornings when I wake up at five 30, uh, you know, on, on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, when I could be sleeping in, uh, just so I can catch the, uh, the match. But, uh, uh, yeah, this is, um, I think, you know, how, whatever the frequency with which, uh, you know, these virtual cons end up happening, um, I, I think that obviously this perennial and Galacticon um, for, for international fans, it's, it's certainly worth trying to attend even for a little bit. Um, and obviously, in addition to all this, if you attend, there is going to be a special card um, that every uh, attendee gets as well, which would be... Uh, Todd, do you want to make that announcement? I'll, I'll let uh, Mike uh, make the announcement. Since it is a Legends card, and you know, Mike is our Legends coordinator, I'll be happy to pass that along. As Legends coordinator, would you like to make that announcement? <laughs> sure. I mean, we're we're really thrilled uh, to have Nacho Barrera uh, in the game. Uh, I know that uh, he's very excited to be uh, part of the game. He just recently signed, and we thought. Um, this was a, a great opportunity to get somebody who really helped build the careers of a lot of guys who are in the game. Um, for those who don't know, he was, a, he was an opener, um, you know, and, uh, you know, but he, he put over, uh, quite a number of guys who, uh, we did, I think it was expansion pack three. Uh, I think it was, yeah. uh, yeah. Todd, am I, am I, is my memory correct on that one? You are so, and, but in, in addition to, um, you know, a lot of other guys. I mean, he's been in the ring with, uh, I believe the road warriors been in the ring with Henning. He's been in the ring with, uh, Bachwinkle Stevens. Uh, you know, so, I mean, uh, if you, if you were in the Midwest, um, during a certain time period, you probably wrestled Nacho Barrera and he probably made you look like you were the biggest beast on the planet. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you know he, he was, um, you know, I think anybody who knows anything about the business knows that, you know, they're the stars, but then there's the guys who make the stars and, and Nacho was one of those guys. And, uh, if not for him, I think a lot of our favorites wouldn't be the guys they were. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's really neat to be able to get him in the game. And, and I know he's really excited about it. So, and, and, and kudos to, to Corey for uh, making the contact and, and getting him signed. So. Yeah, I, it, it is. So I, I, I love uh, the enhancement talent in the game. I mean, I think that uh, not only do they provide you with an opportunity to, you know, again, make, you know, your stars look good in your, you know, your opening matches, uh, but then they can also surprise you and develop into these neat little mini feuds. I just recently had uh, Jake Milliman and um, uh, Pampero Furpo have uh, this little mini feud because he gave Furpo a really hard time and actually ended up winning uh, by disqualification in their first match. And so naturally I was able to kind of stretch that out into a couple more matches. And it was just a perfect little way to introduce Furpo into my, uh, my, my, my fed while also, you know, giving that enhancement talent a chance to, to have a, a moment as well. Um, and uh, you know, the guys over at uncharted territory, the legends team, they, they spoke a little bit about Nacho uh, on, on one of their 
recent podcasts. Um, but yeah, in addition to some of the names that Mike mentioned, I mean, this is a guy who's been in the ring with, you know, Bruiser Brody, um, you know, names, uh, like Baron Von Raschke, uh, um, you know, Jim Brunzel, which obviously you could have a nice little, you know, lower mid card feud with the two of those guys, if you wanted to, you know, give them a, a run at something more than just being enhancement talent, but, um, and also, you know, not in the game, but I think just worth mentioning, um, you know, here's a guy who's been in the ring with Ric Flair, who's been in the ring with Hulk Hogan, who's been in the ring with Jumbo Saruta. Um, you, you know, so it's a, in addition to kind of performing that enhancement talent role, uh, he got to spend time in the ring with, you know, some of the biggest stars ever in the history of the business, uh, much less the region that, that he performed in for, for most of his career. Um, so that'll be, that'll be cool. And like I said, I always, I love the enhancement talent. They're, they're just a great sort of utility to have in the toolbox uh, uh, for promoters, uh, for legends promoters. So I'm certainly excited to welcome them to the game. And I think um, it's always cool to hear, you know, when, when folks are excited to be a part of the game as well. So uh, that'll be a cool, that'll be a cool card. Now, will that be both digital and physical? Um, yes. Or yes. I figured as yeah. much, but absolutely. You know. Yeah, we're trying to do that with any of the cards that we do there. Yeah, then we'll 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 grant it out to everybody, you know, soon thereafter the con, and then we'll you know we'll be mailing it out to everybody as well. Um, you know, soon after the con was you know printed up and everything like that. So, yeah, so we'll probably expect it. Who knows what the post office these days? Exactly. Well, I was just going to say, let's say we're not making any commitment. <laughs> no commitment. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I think um, I saw a great line on the boards that I, I'm all for nostalgia, but it was a weird year for the post office to pull out the Pony Express gimmick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know that, uh, I was lucky, uh, when it came to, to my cards. Uh, I actually got my cards in, in less than a week. I was, I don't know how that happened. Um, uh, but for whatever reason, my box arrived, uh, maybe it was because it was a box and I had some additional things in there as opposed to an envelope. But, uh, yeah, I was very, very lucky to get my cards early. Although, uh, Todd uh, didn't think I, I had them in, until last week. So <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm like, I, I never know. I mean, there's so many ones. I mean, like Stu just got his a couple days ago. Right. I don't know. You know, I just talked to a promoter. I mean, mine took, mine took three and a half weeks. I think, yeah. you know, that's uh, I, Todd sent me a package. So anybody out there who thinks they've been singled out, I, I, I couldn't get my stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Now Tom got his like on the day it was supposed to get there. Like he got his with like less than a week, you know? So of course I'm, he did. He's the, he's the dark menace of the, the universe. Who's going to mess yeah, with him? Yeah. Well, and, and I will say now, so also speaking of the dark menace, uh, yes. also during the I early part of the day. Forget. So during, during the tournament time, we're going to have different uh, discussion rooms open. So uh, one thing that was added into zoom after Galacticon was the ability to pick your own, discussion room that you can go into so during the time we'll have different tournament rooms open uh that will the the tournament moderators will be uh, will be doing that so and also i want to give a shout out to troy tk and uh, c-man are going to be uh, doing our moderation throughout all the tournaments there so thank you guys for that um and then uh, but we'll also have other rooms open for people who are not participating in tournaments so if you're you know a not tournament player you want to jump in and watch a tournament you're welcome to if you want to just go someplace and talk uh, talk champions or talk legends, we're going to have specific rooms open for that. And then I believe towards the end of the tournament, maybe like the last two hours or so, I'm not exactly sure when, uh, the Dark Menace will grace us with his presence and uh, take residency in the Dark Menace's lair. So I know a lot of uh, first-time 
Phil Singer Games convention goers. So a couple of people that didn't even do Galacticon, this is their first time. So I think a lot of people there will get their first opportunity uh, to talk uh, with Tom, which I think is going to be uh, pretty cool for a lot of people. And it's always, you know, always fun to chat with him anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, in, in the past year, uh, I, I've had the pleasure of being able to speak with him a number of times, uh, you know, was able to do the the interview at Galacticon and then shortly after that, do an interview for the podcast, um, which was, you know, a thrill for me. Uh, I, you know, listening to a couple of the recent Uncharted Territory podcasts, um, you know, hearing about like the, the very early days in the newsletters and writing letters and exchanging, you know, uh, letters with Tom and that sort of stuff. Um, I, you know, I kind of looking back, I just thought to myself, man, you know, why did I never write him a letter back in, you know, 1994, 1995 or, or whatnot. Um, although I did speak to him on the phone once upon a time when I was calling about an order, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, um, uh, and it was, it was weird just, hearing like, wait, this is the Tom. Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you answer uh, the phone. What? <laughs> Although one time, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, one of his kids answered the phone and then put him on. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, it was just a thrill for me to be able to have the chance to, you know, uh, ask him some questions and and dig into, you know, the history of the game and and just his uh, motivations behind some of the the writing that he's done. And, you know, obviously we talked a lot about kind of the beginning and then we talked a lot about more recent stuff, but there's just, I mean, there's a wealth of of subjects that uh, we haven't covered. So I look forward to the opportunity to speak to him again. Um, but also, you know, I think anyone else having the opportunity to, um, to pick his brain, uh, for a while, it's always a lot of fun. Um, whether you're speaking to Tom Filsinger or the dark menace, because let's face yeah. it, they're two different personas. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of, of 2020 and the year that was, um, here we find ourselves in the first month of 2021, um, which seems very, very odd. Um, I was fond of the roundness of the numbers of 2020. It was one of the few things to be fond of uh, for last year. Uh, one of the other things, though, that we can be fond of were the amazing sets that got released in 2020. Um, you know, as, as fans of the game, just I, I think grateful is one word that I could certainly use to sum up the the feeling um, over the sets that, that, that were released last year. Um, you know, the, some of the, the big ones, obviously, you know, you've got to go with, uh, the 2136 origin set, um, for the GWF continuing, you know, the story that's been told for 35 years now, uh, and, and some really exciting stuff happening there. Of course, there was the best of the COTG set, uh, which, which gave us, uh, some really cool, um, tweaks and a couple of updated pieces of artwork, um, for, for a great, you know, greatest hits, uh, kind of set, which was awesome. Um, we also of course had the, uh, CWF 2116 future shock set, which gave us some really great cards, some new faces, uh, some new looks at old faces. Um, and you know, of course our Kronos battle line set, which continued that theme with some new faces and some new looks for old faces. Uh, the Indies stuff was on fire from best of Indies, uh, Indies tag team. And of course the women of the Indies, which was most recently released. And then the legend stuff, 
Um, I think, you know, Legends promoters just got spoiled this year with some incredible, incredible cards, both the recent expansion pack number six that just came out. And of course, the Trago says Hall of Fame set, uh, not to even mention the Legendary Ladies two set and the special edition four pack, which came out, which included um, Wild Bill Irwin, Scott Irwin and the Pitbulls. Um, so a lot, a lot of cool stuff. We've talked about most of it here on the podcast. Um, but what we wanted to do now is kind of do a little bit of a year in review um, and talk about our favorite cards um, for whatever reason, whether it was the artwork, the stats, the, the, you know, just the name, um, you know, whatever the reason behind those signings. And uh, I think what we've decided to do here is basically do like a top five for each game line. So you're going to get top five from the champions of the galaxy, top five from the Indies and top five from the legends. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the Indies sets. Um, and uh, Mike, you want to give us your top five for the Indies sets this past year? Yeah, I mean, I guess we're and we're we're still. Did we agree? You know, off air. I think we agreed that tag teams count as one yeah, uh, yes. entry. Is, is, that, is that what we we agreed on? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not breaking any rules here. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I I'm gonna you know throw out um, from you know we did that um, three pack over the summer with James Storm and then Myers and uh, Cardona. I I think to me. That counts as two of them for me. I think. I think I have to put James Storm by himself. But that's that's two um, guys who I've seen. Who I was, you know, really excited to get. And I'll I'll put Angelina Love in there too um, as a, as a fourth. Uh, you know, as a, my third slot. I'll say. Um, I think uh, Serena Deeb uh, having you know the NWA uh, Women's Champion in the game. I think is really cool. She's obviously someone with a pretty high profile as well. And I guess to go the other way with it, um, the last one I'll mention, and I'll just say a couple things about it, is Warhorse. He's a guy I knew nothing about. I had heard of him, but I really knew nothing about him. Um, and getting the card, I was like, wow, this guy's kind of interesting. And you got to feel for his, his persona. Um, and then, you know, we wind up seeing him on TNT, you know, a, a few weeks later. So, I mean, you know, it, it was, to me, that was kind of like one of those neat moments where, you know, if not for that, his match against Cody probably wouldn't have meant quite as much to me, but I had had the chance to learn a lot about him. And I think that's one of the neat things about the game is how we do learn about uh, these people. Even if we don't know them, we're not fans of them. When the card is uh, released, we sort of get to learn something about them. We can become fans. It makes it easier to become fans of the guys uh, or, or gals uh, when we see them on TV or when we read about them. Um, in, in the uh, history books. So those would be my five. Nice. I, I, I like it. Uh, the, I'm sure there will be some crossover. Uh, Todd, do you want to go next? All right. So the Indies one, so I think the only one that uh, that I'll definitely reiterate here uh, that, that Mike had on his list is uh, Myers and Cardona. So I'm I'm a huge fan of their podcast. Like that's one of my absolute favorite. I've been watching listening since episode one. If you see behind me on the zoom, which people in the audio cannot, <laughs> I have all these different action figures that I bought because I listened to their podcast. Uh, so, uh, but also, I mean, I was a fan of them before, you know, I, I loved, uh, you know, Zach Ryder when he had his, uh, YouTube, uh, series on there. I was a big fan. Woo, woo, <laughs> woo. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, I, I was really big into them. Uh, I you know got a, a 
struck a friendship with Tom Troll, who was a promoter uh, with us who came to Galacticon this year. He was also a major, major fan of them, knew, knew some of the guys, knew the guys too. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, Tom passed, but I was very happy. He passed like a week after Galacticon. But I was very happy that we got, I got, he got to see the artwork for the guys. And like, I knew like he was going to be excited about it. So it kind of really meant a lot for me to get those guys out there. And especially, you know, with us losing Tom there, you know, being able to have that and, you know, have those go out there. And, you know, I sent them to one of his best friends uh, afterwards as well, uh, a copy there. Uh, So that one meant a lot to me to get those guys out there. Um, but I'll say on top of that, so the other indies ones that that kind of jump out for me, uh, the first set of the year, which we didn't mention yet, uh, is the Best of Mexico. Uh, so one name from there that meant a lot that I really uh, was was psyched about was Mil Muertes. Uh, big fan of Lucha Underground uh, and you know, love, love, love that show uh, and was really psyched that we got Mil Muertes into the game uh, through that. Um, so that, that was huge for me. Um, on the best of the indies, so you know, uh, you know, it's kind of toss up for two guys for me uh, between uh, you know, Warhorse, who Mike said, but I'll mention another guy is Danhausen, uh, who is a really interesting character. You know, a lot of fun. If you've seen his videos, wild, you know, and just you know, I think we captured a lot of that kind of you know craziness in his card. Uh, I know, like his Weighthausen and Heighthausen and everything <laughs> like that might have been a pain for Mike to uh, format on the card, but uh, yeah, I was glad that we were able to get him in there. <laughs> yeah, if somebody else had formatted it, he probably would have been uh, right at the top. Uh, for right. me, but, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, from the latest uh, uh, women's set. Um, a lot of cool names there. One I'm going to say that probably most people aren't thinking of that I think to me I was glad we got is Willow Nightingale. Uh, I thought her art was fantastic. Like the way he colored it and got like the, the with the hair there and everything. I thought it was just like an awesome, awesome piece of art. But, you know, myself being a Chikara fan and, you know, losing Chikara this year, she was part of the last Chikara Tag Team Champions. And, yeah. you know, not having be able to do a Chikara card of her, you know, we had one for... Um, for a tag partner there, but not for her. So I was glad that we were able to get her into this set there. So that, that makes my top five for Indies there. And the last one I'll name uh, from the Indies prime set is Eric Stevens. Uh, Eric Eric Stevens is a guy that we had in one of the legends of the future sets early on. And like soon after that, he retired for a while. It was kind of gone away came back and just kind of went on this, you know, cool like run over the course of the last like year and a half. So I was really thrilled we were able to do a card for that. And, you know, I know he was really thrilled to be able to get, get his card as well. So uh, that, I was yeah. very, very happy we were able to include him this year. You know, the crazy thing about Stevens is, is that he was actually going to do like kind of a retirement tour last year. That was the plan. Then, of course, when the pandemic hit and all the shows closed down, uh, now uh, the last I had heard he was planning on, not retiring again so he was gonna just you know go for a while longer so uh that's all yeah that's super cool i love that card i love that artwork i was so excited that he got another card um that said you know what i decided to kind of set a rule for myself which is is separate from from you know what we've been doing but i tried to set a rule for myself that i was only going to include like new 
people signed to the game. So for my top five, so I sure. did, that did mean that there were some folks that I ended up having to kind of leave off that I probably would have thrown on there. Uh, and Indies wise, you know, that would include like Allison Kay and Mercedes Martinez and, you know, Eric Stevens. Cause I love those cards so much. I'm so glad that they got updates, uh, but they didn't quite uh, make my list, but there are a couple of names uh, in common with your guys' list. Uh, starting off, um, I'm going to say uh, Layla Hirsch from the women's set. Uh, I, I love her work. Um, I, you know, I've been watching her, um, for a little while and you know, even before the, the set came out, obviously, you know, the really cool thing with the timing of the set is that she had just been on dynamite or dark. No, she'd been on dynamite and dark actually, um, for AEW, uh, including getting a, a, a title shot. Um, and, and just, I, I, I mean, just an incredible worker, uh, incredible talent. And so, uh, super excited to have her in the game. Um, like her, her artwork, the, the moveset, everything about it. Um, I, you know, the funny thing is, is I completely spaced it on the best of Mexico set. Um, and I feel bad about that. So I, I'm just going to throw honorable mentions because I could easily like make a top five list, I think, from that set or at least a top four. Because in addition to Mil Moretes, as, as you mentioned, uh, I mean, you've got Flamita, Laredo Kid, uh, Ray Horace. It's just an incredible set. Um, but that, that, that said, I'm still going to stick with my, my other four that I have here. Um, Aussie open from the best of the tag team set, just, I mean, an incredible tag team, um, thrilled to have them in the, in, in the set and, 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 or in the game rather. Um, so, and, and they've got great cards. Um, Dan Housen, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Todd, that, that gimmick is just, uh, worked so well for him. Um, you know, recently, uh, at final battle, uh, ring of honor, he, he uh, earned a contract in, in an interesting match. I, you know, there's a part of me that kind of wished that it had ended up being a little bit more of a wrestling match for him because instead he just took a lot of big bumps, made the other guy look really good and then came out with the win in the end, um, by kind of doing his regular gimmicks. Um, the thing about him is, is he can wrestle and he can, right. he's, he's a quite accomplished, you know, wrestler at that. Uh, so I'm hoping that going forward in ring of honor, he'll get some opportunities to do that as opposed to just being the, you know, the, the baby face punching bag who pulls out the win in the end. Uh, Cause I think his talents lie far beyond that particular spot. Um, but I understand why he has that spot in ring of honor right now. Cause if you look at the, you know, where they are uh, especially with like the, you know, they don't need, they don't need him to be a heel right now. Um, so, so I get it. Um, then I've got to throw out Team Besties, which kind of breaks my rule a little bit because Davey Vega obviously had a card before, uh, but Matt Fitchett did not. Uh, these are two guys that I have seen um, numerous times. Uh, they're, they're AAW um, here in Chicago uh, standouts. They're, they're always on the card. They've been tag team champions for that promotion um, numerous times and have been involved in some really fun angles. Uh, you know, the tension between the two of them. Uh, Fitchett is just an incredible worker. I, I, I love so much uh everything he does in the ring um vega is is just a great talent uh very charismatic and um you know a lot of fun uh to watch as well uh i actually had the privilege of being there the night matt fitchett was signed uh it was when zeke came out to visit for the uh the naito show uh for aaw and um so uh, that, that was really cool to, to, to see that Fitchett had been signed and, and know that he was coming at some point. And, and then eventually we, you know, we got him this past year, which is, which is great. Um, so uh, thrilled that those guys are, are in the game. And then, um, you know, 
almost selfishly, quite frankly, uh, I have to say for, for number one for me is going to be James Storm. Um, I just think it's it's super cool to have him in the game. Um, you know, even beyond the fact that that I had a hand in getting him signed, um, I, I just think he's you know, he's a guy that's been a champion just about wherever he goes, um, or has certainly created a, a buzz, you know, whether it was his time in NXT or of course, uh, all the work that he, that he did in impact and, and being tag team champion, being involved in some of their greatest tag team matches of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you, you know, it's funny because a lot of people talk about the new era of impact, but you go back to the days with America's most wanted. Uh, and, and I mean, those guys, those guys put on some of the greatest tag teams in North American wrestling at that particular time and, and bar none. Um, so to have him in the game, uh, and then of course his single success after that being, um, you know, the impact heavyweight champion, uh, just, just super cool to have him in the game. Uh, I love his card. I love the mechanic, especially on the level three defense where he might pull out the beer bottle and, you know, smash somebody over the head with it. Uh, so, uh, very excited to have him in the game. I think the artwork and the card represents him well. And, um, yeah, you know, after, after hearing everybody's list, there wasn't as much crossover as I anticipated. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we got to, you know, that, that, that there's just so much good, uh, about the game and about the, the Indies line that there's so many names that you can choose from when you're kind of putting together your, your, your top list for the end of the year. Um, Todd, why don't you kick us off with the uh, champions of the galaxy top five? All right. So um, yeah, this one, this one's tough. There's a lot of cool, cool and different things that we've released this year. Uh, so I'm going to start off with, um, you know, so I'll start off with our earliest set that we came out with this year, which is from Centra, uh, and love that we had the return of Murdoch, uh, you know, Murdoch and his whole team. I mean, I put the, the whole team just really helped their, their, their re, the return of Murdoch for me. Uh, CWF is probably the Fed I play the most these days. So, you know, I was really cool to get that big influx of talent and uh, get some cool guys in there. So I, I'm putting him in my top five. Uh, just, you know, it's the whole team there. But so many other cool new updates in that set there. But uh, he'll, he'll represent it for me. Um, I will mention, let's see, from the uh, GWF set this summer, I'm going to put the Basilisk in my top five. Really unique card. Uh, you know, some cool artwork, some, like, wild mechanics, stuff like that. I like some of those weird cards that, you know, might not be the top ones, but at least it'll give you an interesting match and something different to do there. Uh, so I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw Basilisk in there. Uh, from the best of set, I'm going to put Matador in there. A big Matador mm. fan from over the years. I love the new artwork. Uh, I think, yeah. yeah people you know, pop for that when we released that there. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely worthy of the top five uh, for me this year. Um, from the Chrono set, there's so many cool ones there. I, I kind of going back and forth of which one I wanted to do there, whether it was either Avenging Force or Cosmos, but I'm going to lean towards Cosmos just because, uh, you know, I love kind of seeing that, that baby face version there really strong card, cool artwork. Uh, so Cosmos is going to make my top five. And then rounding it out, uh, love the trio of the survivors and the whole story around mm-hmm. them. Uh, so survivors uh, make my top five and just kind of cool, you know, the, like, the little bit of the mystery throughout the year about like where they really fit in. And then finding out at the end of the Kronos Battleline set that, oh no, they're coming in to, to Kronos now. And, 
you know, and then not really knowing like, you know, which side are they going to be on? They're just trying to figure out their best way to survive. Love the whole like idea with that and the trios mechanics within them. So uh, they're making my top five too. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a that's a solid list. I I dig it, and and I I agree about the survivors. You know, it's funny when when they first got uh, teased. Um, you know, I, I sent a text to Mike um, right away, and and kind of thinking that you know these guys these guys are gonna come to Centra, right? And uh, and just kind of being left hanging with you know no idea of exactly where they were gonna <laughs> end up. Uh, and uh, you know they've performed really well for me in my Chronos Fed so far. Uh, Nikolai actually made it uh, to the semifinals of my. Uh, my first uh, championship tournament. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to kind of, you know, seeing what they do uh, going, going forward. Um, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, and uh, I, you know, again, I have a, a very different list. Um, so I'm going to start off with uh, by saying that I didn't include any of the best of set mainly because, you know, I, I tried to kind of stick to my, to my rule a little bit, which was a little bit more difficult, obviously with the chrono set and, and CWF stuff. But um I will obviously, you know, agree with everything you said about that matador art. I think that matador art is incredible. It's so wonderful to see that, uh, um, that updated art, which, you know, it's still kind of the, the same pose, but we get a little bit more, um, of, of that Daryl bank style and, 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 and Warner's colors are fantastic. Um, but for me, uh, I think the thunder art just tops it just by, by a smidge. I am a huge fan of thunder as everyone who listens to the podcast knows. And I just think that artwork is so killer. And, 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 you know, obviously having the, the chance to chat with Daryl at Galacticon was a lot of fun and ask him some questions. And I just appreciate the work that he's done o- over the years, but, but that piece of art for me is just one of my favorite GWF related pieces of art ever. So, um, big, big shout out to that. And, and speaking of the GWF, uh, I put, um, Saber, uh, on my list. Um, I thought it was such a great character. Um, I, I, I loved the artwork. Uh, you know, he gets to be our cover boy. Um, and, uh, just a lot of interesting stuff. Um, I, I think character wise, um, and then the, the move set is great. Uh, you know, certainly a force to be reckoned with, you know, maybe not somebody who's going to run rough shot over your fed. Um, but, but it's certainly going to give, uh, you know, people at the top of a car, uh, the card, a run for their money. Um, you know, if not, if not, you know, take, take a, a title match here or there, depending on who he's, who he's going up against. So, um, and, and also just kind of furthering the mythology of, of sort of the CTA 102 crew, you know, going all the way back to Kraken. And uh, I, I'm, I've always been a fan um, of, of the, you know, the, the feud with the Titans, you know, from the very get go. Um, but I think Saber represents kind of some new stuff going forward. And, and the thing that I love about him is that I don't feel like he's just a, a villain. I feel like there's a lot of depth to him and the potential for him to be, um, you know, either a baby face or a heel, depending on the way that you're playing um, your, your GWF, which is, which is really cool. Cause I don't think the same could ever be said for somebody like Kraken. <laughs> so, so that's, that's kind of nice to have that versatility there as well. Um, then I'm going to go to Kronos again. This is where it gets kind of hard because you do have uh, some some names uh, from the past coming up, but they're so different um, that I, I've decided to include uh, Avenging Force uh, on my list. Uh, I dig the art. Uh, I really just enjoy the fact that this is somebody who's not as concerned with winning matches as they are with beating people up and punishing people. Um, and that he still is on that hero side. Uh, so there's a lot of depth created right there with that, that conflict and that tension. Um, and I think mechanics wise, the card itself is so fascinating to me because 
while he could have the potential to win a lot of matches, he's not done that yet for me. He's, 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 you know, yes, he's lost a couple by disqualification, which in, in my book is kind of almost a win for him because he doesn't care. Um, but he also has, you know, he's taken a beating a number of times. Um, so it's just an interesting card to play with. And, and, and I think it gives you a lot of opportunity story-wise. Um, heading over to the Future Shock set with CWF, I've got two names here, uh, Prince of the Rose, I think it's just, it's a great card. Um, you know, regardless of, of, of where that character goes from here. Um, it was really, really cool to, to see him. Uh, and, uh, I'm, I've had a lot of fun, you know, playing with him thus far. And, uh, I'm kind of, he's one of those characters that I'm really looking forward to what's next. Um, which also gives me a lot of, uh, I think enjoyment using the card early because it, it it's kind of, um, it's kind of fun to see the beginning and, and, and know that there's probably going to be more coming down the line. Um, you know, that said, I mean, it's still a great card and has definitely upset, uh, a few folks, uh, in, including a match against chaos, believe it or not. Um, you so chaos. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and then another, that's card the that hottest I'm... young talent in the CWF for nothing. Right. <laughs> chaos is, you know, chaos has struggled a little bit. In my CWF fed he's, I mean, he's certainly only dropped a couple of matches here or there, but there have been a couple of times when, um, he's, uh, it's taken him a while to get going. And, and so some of the matches that he's had have been longer than I anticipated them being. Um, but you know, he's still chaos. So, uh, another name from that CWF set, uh, is conduit. Um, that was a card that I dug, you know, right from the beginning, uh, you know, uh, early last year when we talked about the new set, um, you know, I know I mentioned him, um, and then, and, and just, you know, felt like giving him another mention now. I, I love the fact that, you know, he's, he's kind of built to be a, a tag wrestler, um, but, you know, can still easily uh uh you know fill a nice role as a singles wrestler um and, you know kind of in that mid card maybe even lower mid card depending on on, on what you're doing with him uh but uh, you know and when it comes to being a tag wrestler i mean he's 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 a main eventer as far as i'm concerned um and uh yeah just have have really enjoyed him and i enjoy kind of the intrigue behind him and of course that artwork um is suitably uh mysterious so uh conduit makes my list um and then uh number one for me is cosmos i i I just you know from the from the initial conversations i had with rob when uh we were putting together the video uh all the way through to when i got the chance to interview him for the podcast um there's just something about taking that iconic character that we know as being the villain and and turning him into the hero um without changing a whole lot um as people on the discussion boards have noted that i i just love and 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 he's you know performed really well for me he actually lost uh, his, his tournament match, unfortunately. So he, he didn't have a long run in my, in my championship tournament, but since then, um, has just been, you know, kind of a dominant force and, and I've really enjoyed using him a lot. So, uh, another card that I'm looking forward to continuing to build and use and see where he goes from there. And I think, you know, the fun thing to play with is, uh, you know, I would argue that the dark side in Cosmos still exists. So uh, since Kronos is a land where anything can happen at any time and really is up to you promoter, who knows what could happen with Cosmos in the future? Um, Mike, what about you? Um, 
Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit, I think, in this one. Um, I, you know, b- being involved in the creative side uh, pretty heavily, um, it's it's kind of hard to choose between your children. Um, but uh, I, I do want to say just a couple of, um, you know, sort of, I'll say honorable mentions. That's how I'll cheat on this one. Um, would be uh, Tank. I really like the update for Tank and where he, you know, he, he sort of steps up a little bit. Uh, he and Climber, but, but Tank in particular, I really like. Um, I think that, uh, as Todd said, the Basilisk is a really innovative, unique character who I, I enjoyed. And then, um, you know, the, uh, you know, sort of the, the two trios that came out this year, the boys from Mechatoid and the, uh, survivors, I think just because of the, the way they're sort of at opposite ends of the spectrum, you have these, you know, sort of young, naive fanboys on one hand, and then you have these grizzled were cynical veterans on the other um just very different uh groups very different takes on things um so i kind of dug that but but to now, now to get out of the cheating part of this um i would say that uh from the gwf set um saber uh i really like um uh, for a lot of the reasons sam went over but but an additional one is i really like the idea of a really um tough you know you know, I mean, quite, uh, can handle himself very well, uh, heel. Um, you know, he's not like a, a cowering guy who's, who's going to be hiding behind anything. He's, he's very accomplished and he's going to do well for people. But, but then he's surrounded by a team of absolute nincompoops. And, <laughs> you know, there's, there's something to be said for like, you know, I, I like that. There's something about the way that whole group dynamic works and how they're all goofy and just absurd. And then he's like this like serious guy in the middle. I mean, Tharkas is blabbing his mouth about whatever. And he's like, shut up, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, it, 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 it's time to get serious. So I, I really like that character. Um, and then I'll, I'll just throw, uh, since we're saying kind of teams count as one, I'll, I'll say the Royal court um, mm. that, uh, the artwork alone on that one, I think, you know, the, the, uh, banks, um, uh, did a, just a phenomenal job and Werner, um, I don't know how many hours Werner spent on that art, but, but it, it is, uh, coloring that, but, but it, I think it's perfect. I think he, he, uh, he could have gone in a lot of different ways with that, but it was just, uh, I think it, the end result was phenomenal. And I think that, um, just for the art alone, those cards uh, deserve to be recognized. And they're also interesting characters, and they've got a lot going on there. So uh, a lot yeah. of potential to them. So um, that's my number four. Um, I'll flip to the to Future Shock here. Um, you know, I really love the Conduit card, as Sam mentioned, but um, I'm going to highlight actually his partner, Warfare. Um really love the way that card kind of came together. Love the artwork. I think another you know, great job by Warner. Um, really, you know, I, I liked that character from his original incarnation and I, I was really happy. We were able to kind of, um, put a different spin on him, but stay true to the character, um, in this set. So that, that that's one I'll throw there. Um, and then I'll, I'll throw two, um, of the, uh, Kronos guys out there and, uh, um, you know, Cosmos is one of them. Um, I think, you know, for all the, uh, we, I mean, I, I'm not going to, uh, rehash what, what you guys have said about Cosmos, but I think it's a great, great, 
uh, job by Rob and, and Werner um, with that card. And then the other one I'll mention is tyranny. Uh, I absolutely have always loved that character. He's always been one of my favorites and he sort of brings a different um, sort of perspective to Kronos, right? A lot of these guys are high end main event types. Now he's better than his original uh, incarnation. Um, this, 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 this alternate universe version of tyranny is, is, is a better wrestler, um, but he's still not what you would think of as, you know, elite main event type, but with Mensar, that's, that's a, I mean, it's a brutal team. And, uh, so I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited to have that card now. So I, that, that'd probably be, I'll, I'll throw that one out there as my, my fifth or, or nice. my first, depending on how you want to look at it. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like, yeah, I, I like tyranny a lot too. And I, I love the fact that you in, in tyranny and Minsar, you kind of have this nice, uh, parallel to like Kordsar and, and Tartarus from the early classic stuff. Um, uh, you, you know, I would certainly argue that Minsar of course is definitely the, the best out of those four names without a doubt. Um, but there's still a nice parallel between, between the two teams. Um, and then going back to what you were saying about Saber, I, you know, one of the things that it made me think of right away, uh, and I, I talked at length about him uh, on my last solo episode that I did, but, uh, you know, one of the things about the the saber and, and, and his team that he's surrounded with is very similar to uh, Brody Lee in the Dark Order, yes. uh, <laughs> you, you know. And, and, and it just and now all of a sudden I'm having all these thoughts in my head about it, you know, like saber just throwing papers at at, at Tharkis or whatever. But, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I I, I I like that, Mike. I like I like those the the logic behind a lot of that too. Uh, and 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 again, you know, just another great example of the fact that. We, you know, we're, we're really lucky this past year and, and have gotten some really cool and interesting characters to play around with. And obviously with Kronos, the cool thing is, is it's like, I mean, this is a whole new playground. Uh, well, maybe not a new playground. Obviously it's been around for a while, but just the way that now we can, you know, kind of play in, in, in that playground is, um, is pretty cool to have, to have these, uh, these alternate universe characters, um, in, in general and, and certainly kind of, um, some, legendary faces mixed with some not so legendary faces. Um, but now after my masterful segue, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go in and I'll kick us off with our, our top five for the legends of wrestling. Um, this was, this was hard for me. I mean, honestly, they all have been, you know, I, I could have, uh, I, I could have thrown in like the Royal court as well. I love that exo King art when we were talking about GWF stuff, but the, the legend stuff in particular was really, really tough because, uh, there were some just great, great cards released. Um, you, you know, the, the legendary ladies set, uh, I, I thought was phenomenal. Um, I'm using quite a few of those cards right now, including Joyce Grable, Sue Green, um, and, uh, Beverly Shade, who has kind of been this really interesting, um, uh, um, character for me in my fed. And I, I teamed her up with the glamor girls and, and now they're, they're called the glamor and the hammer. And, uh, I, I just, I've, I've enjoyed using her quite a bit. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, it's been a lot of, uh, that, that set has just been a lot of fun for me, you know, I enjoy women's wrestling in general. And I think one of the cool things about the legend sets for me is that, you know, a lot of these women 
were, you know, relegated to performing in, you know, three to six minute matches, uh, on the undercard and, and, and never got beyond that. Um, and you know, it's, it's nice to have the opportunity that in my kind of, you know, my imaginary fed to, to give them the opportunity to go out there and, you know, if they're going to have a 20 minute match, they're going to have a 20 minute match, you know, if they're going to have a two minute match, fine, but, uh, let's see what happens. And, and I've had a lot of fun, um, with, with this set, uh, in particular. Um, and, and then of course we had, um, our, our, uh, just incredible Tragos Thez set. And then, um, the, the recent, uh, expansion pack number six as well, which has just been, uh, awesome. Um, and, and not to, not to even, you know, dig into the promoter prime stuff, which we got some really cool, uh, promoter prime legends. Um, I, you know, it's funny because, uh, I actually, for for me uh i'm going to give an honorable mention to a guy who is in both promoter prime and the newest legends uh set uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat a little bit to give him the honorable mention for a number of reasons one uh because <laughs> he's not an actual wrestler but two uh just because it's my show and i can uh and that's got to be gordon Soli. uh the gordon Soli card has been a source of so much enjoyment for me i use that card probably i i would say twice every you know every every card that i have um you know sometimes more on on my like on my tv show that i have uh i don't use them as much as my my arena show but um it's just been so much fun has added so much texture to the show and um i i i mean you can't really get much better when it comes to announcers than than gordon Soli, and to have him in the legends verse is uh incredible. So I'm going to give that honorable mention right there. Um, then I'm going to go with, uh, wild bill Irwin. I, uh, have been a big fan of world-class and, and, you know, back when I was watching the network more often, that was like my go-to, uh, I would just, I just love to watch world-class and seeing wild bill Irwin, uh, in world-class was, was always a lot of fun. Um, he, you know, he's a guy that's, 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 uh, you know, not just a Texas guy he's performed, you know, all over the country. And, um, just a, you know, just a good, a good hand in the ring and, and, and a great guy to have. And the fact that in addition to that, of course, he also, you know, was able to bring his brother into the game, um, for, for a great, you know, kind of mid card tag team is, is fantastic. So a uh, big fan of having him in the game. Um, going back to the women's set, uh, Mildred Burke, uh, I, I just, there's another woman who's in that set who I'm not going to mention right now, just cause I don't feel like saying her name. Uh, who a lot of people would obviously throw up there as being like, you know, the, the person or whatever. But for me, the best signing bar none that the women's legend side has ever had is Mildred Burke. Mildred Burke is, 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 is just, is an icon, a legend. Her biography is one of the most well-researched and well-written wrestling biographies that I have read. Um, although I will say that Tim Hornbaker's master of the ring, uh, about Buddy Rogers is, is, is quickly eclipsing that title because it is fantastic. So I urge you all to pick up a copy of that if you can. Um, but yeah, uh, having Mildred Burke in the game is awesome. She's currently my women's champ in, in my fed, my legends fed. And I, I love being able to use her in the game. I love being able to kind of use her in a way that, um, you know, again, kind of like I was saying with the women earlier, she didn't necessarily get the chance, um, because even though she was considered the best, uh, for, for a very long time, um, there were forces behind the scenes that ended up 
you know, kind of forcing her out, which is, which is too bad. So, uh, the, the business owes a lot to her, uh, not just the women's side, but the business in general, if it wouldn't be for her women's wrestling in Japan, probably never would have taken off the way that it has her WWWA, uh, belt is still a championship that's recognized to this day in Japan. Um, and, uh, there's a lineage that goes back, you know, to her, you know, in through the seventies, all Japan women's wrestling, um, up to today. And, uh, you know, anyone who knows anything about Joshi wrestling and AJW knows that so much of what we see today, even like today, uh, whether it's like that poison Rana that everyone, you know, does these days or, or some of the, you know, other crazy moves that we see they were doing in the seventies. So like the fact that like that she shares kind of a, a bloodline with what you know happened there um, is, is again enough for me to, to put her uh, very highly um, on, on any list. Um, next up, I'm going to throw in the spoiler. I have loved using the spoiler. He just upset Ricky Dozen in, in a great two out of three falls match to win my promotions top title. Um, I've just loved using his card so much. He's the, the mechanics of the card are great. Um, I just, just love it. Love having him in the game. And I, I kind of love the fact that in my opinion, it's a name that you could have put in an expansion set and it would have helped to sell an expansion set, but he was a promoter prime card. And I just kind of love that. I love the fact that like, you know, promoter prime cards aren't just enhancement talent. They aren't just alternate versions of names. They are, you know, you're getting some really great names. Eddie Gilbert, uh, was another name that we got this past year, which was, which was awesome too. So, um, so the spoiler makes my list. Uh, next up, no surprise here for my number two, uh, is the dynamite kid. Um, I think the dynamite kid, uh, just one of the best cards that's ever been released for the legends, uh, product line. Um, such a great card. Uh, love the fact that he's got those junior heavyweight, you know, single stats so that he can, you know, reign supreme in your junior heavyweight division. Um, and then of course, incredible tag team wrestler as well. A lot's been said about him, so I won't say any more, but yeah, dynamite. My number one, however, uh, edges out dynamite just a little bit. And that is the one and only Jack Briscoe. Um, I use him as my avatar in the discussion boards. Uh, I read his biography slash autobiography. You know, it's not really an autobiography. It's one of those more, you know, ghost written as told to kind of books. So I'm not going to call it an autobiography, but, uh, uh, a little over a year ago, even before I knew he was coming into the game. Um, and, always been somebody that I've been fascinated with always been somebody that, you know, I wish that, you know, that there was more footage of those hour long matches that he was having with, you know, guys like Harley race and Dory funk jr. And, um, but one of the all time greats and an incredible addition to the game. And, uh, again, another one of the best, you know, signings that we've ever had. And that's not to give any short shrift to his brother, obviously having, having Jerry in the game is incredible. And I know that he's opened a lot, a lot of doors for the legends team as well. And is just an awesome guy. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be my list for the, uh, for the, my top five for the legends team. Todd, what about you? All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give an honorable mention here, uh, to, to Jerry Briscoe there. I just, you know, you, you mentioned him there at the end. Uh, I, I just, the whole thing about the, having the boost for both, you know, obviously having Jerry in the game is great. Um, but also having the whole tag and junior heavyweight mechanic was something new and just kind of adding that in there made a lot of sense that, you know, someone that is better, in you know tag matches as well as junior heavyweights i thought that was pretty cool but you know ha- having jerry in there 
love having it. Love having uh, him as part of it. Uh, so let's see, my top five. Uh, I will go ahead and mention the other name in the women's set, and I will say the, <laughs> the fabulous Mula will make my top five. Uh, you know, despite you know some you know whatever her past might have been. I mean, land land landmark name in women's wrestling. You know, bridge many generations. And just having her as part of the Legends game is just fantastic. So, you know, that one definitely, you know, you hit, hit hard, you know, as, a, as, you know, top, definitely top one for me for the year. Um, I'm going to go a little more recent here. So I'm going to say from the manager three pack we released in the fall, uh, a different version uh, that we had seen before. Now, Captain Lou and, and Jimmy Hart, we've seen similar cards to that before. But Mr. Fuji, you know, we saw his more you know, black and white is more in the 70s. Uh, it was really cool. I thought it was really cool getting the 80s uh, Master Fuji, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, looking one with the, uh, you know, the James Bond villain uh, outfit uh, going on there. That's that's the Mr. Fuji that I know and love, you know, manager of my favorite tag team, Demolition, you know, as well as the Powers of Pain in here, too. Uh, so very, very happy to get that version of Fuji. And then also, you know, you know, also the, you know, the same Fuji that, you know, appeared on Tuesday Night Titans with Don Morocco all those many times. So, you know, and then having Don Morocco in the set with them, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that Fuji Vice uh, alternate version down the line. Uh, you know, if we we're able to do that, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So I'm going to say, let's see, from, uh, from also from the Legends uh, six set, um, you know, a remake here, but one that I thought the artwork was just absolutely phenomenal was George the Animal Steel. I thought, you know, that really captured, you know, the George Steel that we saw, you know, whatever color his tongue is. I think, you know, overall, <laughs> you know, him tearing apart the turnbuckle and, you know, having that mechanic on his card and everything like that. I thought that was great. He was one of my favorite guys. Uh, from the 80s so really really cool to have him in there i love that yeah. card. when you showed me his artwork i just did I, I texted you right away. i was like, i love that i just thought yeah superb superb yeah absolutely absolutely uh all right going to the uh tnt set uh my favorite card from there which i don't know if anybody else's list but mine is the claw I, you know, that's a guy who I've been hoping that we would get for so many, so many years. You know, I, I think there's always rumors of it, you know, him being at like the, the Hall of Fame and whatnot, and uh, was really thrilled that we were able to get a card from him. You know, I love seeing him, you know, the, the parts of AWO, he was always the character that I gravitated to the most, uh, you know, in the, you know, the later days of the AWA when I was able to see it. So really thrilled to get him as part of, as part of this set. Uh, and then I'm going to put my fifth name here. Now, these are not necessarily in order, but, you know, the, my, my fifth name is part of my top five is going to be from uh, Promoter Prime. And that was from Q1. And that is the addition of Vampiro. Uh, so Vampiro, I mean, we had a couple of really cool cars there with Juventude and, you know, the old school Conan. But I love Vampiro, you know, like you know, from, you know, his, you know I've seen a little bit of Mexico, so I'm in WCW. Obviously, later on in Lucha Underground as well with a different look and whatnot. But I thought it was really cool being able to get him as part of the game. And again, another really landmark name that we had in Promoter Prime uh, in 2020 to really kick off the year there. So really cool to have him as part of it as well. 
And then, you know, kind of going along with the Mexico theme that we had at the time, I thought he was a perfect name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, what are your top five names? Well, first off, I like how you guys have taken up my cheating and and, and applied it here in the Legends <laughs> round uh, with the honorable mentions. Um, but, but, but uh, you know, before I um, go too far, you know, one of the things you, you were talking about, the spoiler, Sam, in your group, and he, I'm glad you mentioned him because he didn't make my list, but I, I think he's one really worth highlighting for the art alone. I mean, if you look at that pose, it's actually yeah. one of the more unique uh, poses that we've ever had on a legends card. Uh, so I, I was, I, I thought that he was notable just for that. In addition to being a fantastic addition to the game, just as, as a name as a, you know, his place in history and everything else. Um, uh, and, and I, the art kind of hints at some of his uh, un, uh, less recognized place in history, perhaps, uh, his, uh, relationship to a certain, uh, wrestler who, uh, is, is known as a dead man. Um, but, uh, I, I guess I, with my list, um, you know, I, I'll, um, um, you know, I'll start with the beginning of the year, you know, the women's set, um, you know, I, I also have the fabulous Mulan on my list and, and partially not just because of who she is for the business and what she did, but also in, in regards to some of the stuff you were talking about with some of the controversy around her, um, before we signed Mula, I actually had gotten Beverly Shade, uh, Sutex Green, and uh, Tony Rose signed. And I got to actually talk to each one of them about Mula. Uh, and it was right after uh, the CAC. So this was um, a little, a couple months after the CAC when sort of everything uh, was coming out about Mula. And there were, there were lots of talk. And, and, and to listen to those ladies who worked with her, particularly uh, Beverly Shade, who had, had worked uh, quite a bit with Mula, um, and, and have her refute, uh, outright refute some of the stories that were, were told. Um, it, it sort of made me feel better. And then when you know we were, we were able to get Mula, it made me feel better about putting her in the game because that there was obviously more to the story than maybe just what the headline said. Um, and so I thought that that was, it was an interesting thing to have those women to be able to talk about their experience with Mula. Um, and, and I, and I was grateful that Mula's daughter, uh, did let us, uh, do a card for her. Cause I think she, her contributions to the business, um, uh, while there may have been some controversy, I, I think she's undisputably one of the biggest names, uh, male or female in the business. Um, yeah. and I, I just want to interject real quick. that one thing that I find fascinating too, about Beverly shade and her relationship with Mula is that she was never one of Mula's stable. She was an independent her whole career. And so I and I've heard and I've heard that Beverly Shade has refuted uh, some of the allegations that have been made against Mula. And, and I do appreciate that. And, um, you know, for me, I think the reason why I, I just I, I didn't want to include her in my list is not so much the controversy is it's like I just don't think she was that great of a wrestler. And I think that there's no denying historically her importance to the business, but you know, I do just want to say that, that it's, you know, it's not just the controversy. It's just that I never found her to be that great of a wrestler. So it's like, it's one of those things where I just wanted to have, you know, the, the wrestler Mildred Burke, uh, uh, on, on my list, but, uh, there's no denying. Oh yeah. And, and, and I think Mildred Burke, and, and I'm glad you mentioned her because I think she's a, a, a tremendous person who and you, you just, you touched on some of her history and to have her in the game, I think is really cool as yeah. well. Um, but, but, uh, I guess, uh, moving on to, uh, uh, 
Fez Tragos, I mean, I don't think I'd be right not to mention getting George Tragos. You know, I mean, it's just kind of cool to get, um, you know, the namesake of the hall, the, the, the man who, you know, Lou Fez looked up to um, in the game, I thought was was a really just cool thing that we were able to to do. Um, and then I'll throw the Briscoes uh, in. Um, I'll sort of take Todd's honorable mention and 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 and, and jam it <laughs> together in in here. Uh, but I think that um, you know, obviously, getting a uh, you know a world champion, world tag team champions, you know, is great. And Jerry's been, uh, you know, we you know Chad has worked a lot with Jerry, you know, on the hall, and um, you know, I'm really glad we're able to you know, do something to benefit the hall in a year that was really challenging for everybody, but, but for the hall in particular, because, um, you know, the biggest fundraiser they obviously have, their biggest source of revenue is the induction ceremony, which got canceled or postponed, uh, but, but ultimately canceled and, and pushed into this year. Um, so that the fact that we were able to do this set, help benefit the hall. And I, I, we didn't bridge the gap on what they would have made, but we at least helped sort of, backfill a, piece, a small piece of that I think was uh, made me feel good and, and and Chad's relationship with Jerry was what made that whole uh, thing go so I think that those guys were cool um, and then from the, the set we had here um, you know Dynamite Kid Dave Boy Smith as a tag team were one of my favorites um, in the 80s and so getting I'm, I'm a huge Dynamite Mark so to get Dynamite in the game who you know he was one of those names I think a lot of people thought was impossible. Um, but, but the fact that we were able to get the dynamite kid and, uh, um, yeah, I love his card. I love, you know, the, the way, you know, his card turned out, uh, we were really, uh, uh, concerned about that because we wanted to make sure we got him just right. And I think we, we if we can get him just right, we get, we came pretty darn close on that one. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and then the last name I'll mention, sort of an under the radar one, uh, for me, the Barbarian, um, just a super, super great guy. Um, when I approached him to sign for the game, he was like, this is good for the business, isn't it? You know, good to keep the history alive. He said, yeah, I'm in. I mean, just fantastic guy, was really excited to do his card, and I'm glad we, we finally were able to do it. So, so that, that's my list, I think. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think that the, the last two legend sets, um, that, that, that we've gotten not just in 2020, but just in general, um, have been a source of, 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 uh, you know, great enjoyment and buzz. Um, and, uh, you know, this last set in particular, I mean, blew up the message boards to what, what is it? 230 <laughs> some odd posts. Or, or, the, the USPS you know, had, a, had a hand in that though, I will say. But, well, I was just going to say, well, I think we need to discount the, 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 we should discount the pieces about the, uh, about hey, the mail maybe, but just uh, because the USPS <laughs> decided to do a run in towards the end of the match doesn't make it any less valid. that The match went on for 236 pages. <laughs> um, no, that, that is a very, very good point. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, man, uh, so many incredible names. It was, it was really, really hard to choose, I, I think, for all three lines, quite frankly. But for me, the Legends line was definitely yeah. the most difficult. And, um, y- y- you know, uh, even though I might have thrown a little shade, no pun intended, her way earlier, uh, I mean, Mula is definitely a huge name, uh, uh, again, not just for the ladies' set, but just overall. Um, 
I mean, in, in one year alone, we got names like Moolah and Berg and Briscoe and and uh, um, uh, and Dynamite and 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 as you mentioned, the Barbarian. I mean, all in one year, and uh, I'm sure 2021 is is going to bring us plenty of uh, enjoyment and, and surprises uh, along the way. And of course, you can hear more about that, including sneak previews of art. Uh, and and behind the scenes discussion about statting of cards and and what goes into signing a wrestler, uh, the whole nine yards uh, at the Phil Singer Games Perennial 2021, which is on Saturday, January 23rd, beginning at 10:30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and I've had a hell of a lot of fun tonight, guys. It's been I I, I got to admit today was was not a great day for the uh the conger fane household here in chicago illinois there was a lot of stress uh, a lot of craziness early on in the day and uh, as we were trying to correspond correspond to set up uh the, the the time that we were going to record uh it was like every time i got a text something was happening uh and, and i was just like oh god <laughs> nah guy and, and i'm the one that usually says guys i'm free you're the ones with the schedules i got nothing going on and then today just everything blew up on our faces and bedtime was a struggle with my daughter and uh needless to say when i came when i came down here to, to start the podcast i was thinking like oh god i don't know how much energy i have left but you two have reinvigorated <laughs> me so thank you for that and um <laughs> yeah I, I, in in the day on a very very positive note so uh, i thank you guys very very much um mike before we go anything that you want to mention anything you want to say about the perennial next saturday no, I mean, just look at, well, I guess I'll say something. I'll, uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, another, um, event with everybody. I mean, I think it's, you know, Galacticon was always, uh, you know, special because it was the one time of the year that you got to, uh, to see people. But I think, and last year I know it was a disappointment to a lot of people that we weren't able to do it in person, um, because of the, uh, COVID outbreak. But, uh, I think the good thing that came out of that Galacticon uh, having to do it virtually is that we realized, you know, maybe we still do the once a year in person, but we can now do these additional events where we get to, to see old friends more than once a year, uh, which, which I think is really cool and uh, really happy to be a part of it and looking forward to seeing everybody next week. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, I think that this past year, if, if anything to be grateful for is that, that it's taught us new ways to connect with one another and, um, you know, getting the opportunity to, to see faces maybe a little bit more often uh, is never a bad thing. Um, Todd, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us home? What, what else you got? What, what do you want to say? Well, yes, I just kind of following up on that, you know, I will say it was cool to hear kind of the year in review, podcasts uh from our friends over at the phil singer uh fan podcast uh, with grant as well as the uncharted territories podcast with the whole legends crew and both of them kind of mentioning in their kind of top highlights of the year was having the virtual conventions and like how much of a bright spot that was the year so that you know it kind of made me feel good that you know the effort that we put in there was well worth it and i think you know just having these ability to kind of get together you know with each other throughout the year not just at galacticon and you know bringing in people that wouldn't be able to kind of join us otherwise i i, I think that you know i I'm, i think that's great you know and, and so i was you know really looking forward uh you know to having this this big uh, con so you know this this will be something that'll be uh i i i 
I could say, you know, probably yearly, we'd be looking forward to doing uh, this perennial uh, convention. And again, like Galacticon, yeah, we're we're hoping to get something in person. Uh, we're still trying to figure out things for this year. I think, you know, at the uh, at the perennial, we might be able to give some thoughts on that, uh, but maybe not full details just yet, just because who the heck knows what's going to go on still. <laughs> so, you know, we can't plan too yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. Somebody I heard put it, it's, you know, I, I thought 2020 was over, but evidently 2020 has a season two. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> uh, this, I remember on New Year's Eve, you know, my wife and I were talking and, uh, of course the, the sentiment shared by a, a lot of our friends and everything. And, uh, as I'm sure most people was, is that this, you know, Oh, 2020, it's finally going to be over. And I just remember at the end of the night, maybe about 10 minutes away before the stroke of midnight, I just looked at my wife and I was like, I don't feel that way at all. <laughs> I don't feel like 2020 is over. I feel like it's still got more for us. So I, yeah. I like, yeah, the calendar might change, but I don't think that's, yeah, I think that's going to be about all that changes. Yeah. So, and so far, and so far we've been proven to be correct because <laughs> it's been a doozy 16 days. <laughs> in. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, uh, that, that said, I, whatever form it manifests itself in, I can safely say, that it will be an incredible time. And, and, and I do say that from, you know, the vantage point of unfortunately never having been able to attend in person, but just knowing the experience that I had, uh, at Galacticon at the, you know, the October, you know, fan con that we did. And then at, um, gearing up for the perennial and everything, it's just incredible experience and a wonderful opportunity for folks to get together. Um, see faces, hear voices, talk about the game, play tournaments, learn about what's next. And I, I think it's just been a wonderful job uh, that, that you guys have done in, in, in putting this stuff together and making sure everything runs smoothly. Because one thing that I will also say about both Galacticon and the Octobercon is that I've been, you know, before I got laid off, like I've been on so many Zoom calls or Skype calls or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, form that people were using and I tell you what, I've been in meetings that have lasted 30 minutes. I've been in meetings that have lasted two hours. The number of problems that you run into in those meetings. So to have things run as smoothly as they have run, is just, it, 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 some of it is probably related to luck, but it's also just a testament to everything God's else. God's a beast, that's man. Into God's it, so. a beast. You don't mess with Todd. He, <laughs> even Zoom knows not to mess with Todd. Well, I said there was a little bit of a hiccup in the October one because they changed around a lot of things that I was not ready for, but now I'm prepared. And I feel very confident about next weekend and <laughs> yeah, how things will go with that and, and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, we keep on learning more and more every time. And, you know, yeah. I think we'll, we'll be good at these, you know, we'll, we'll continue to kind of have things going forward. And, and I am glad it just it brings the community more together. And, you know, this is a, it's a community, you know, that, that we have, you know, even though we don't get to be with each other in person, I think it's, it's important just to have, uh, you know, these ability to, to get together and, you know, and do, and do, you know, have fun and oh yeah, do some good things. Like, you know, we had did good for the wrestling community last year with all the money we raised at the, at the, uh, the auction and, and, you know, it's, uh, I'm looking for more, more opportunities to do stuff like that. So no matter what, you know, with the Galacticom, whatever form it is, there will be an online component of it. Um, and then, you know, we'll see what type of in-person thing we have this year. And you know, hopefully 2022 will be, much bigger in person there, but I still even think that we'll, we'll definitely still have some type of an online component, uh, exactly how that gets administered. We'll have to figure that out. But, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I think we, uh, 
we have a good infrastructure in place and good people uh, all working together to, to make that happen, which which is great. So Excellent. I will put my last pitch in here for Perennial. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, you still got, you know, a little bit, uh, about a week left. Um, uh, if you, uh, but by the time you hear this podcast, hopefully if you've signed up for the ticket with the tournaments, you will have gotten your email with the information, uh, with the survey to kind of fill out, to kind of let us know what tournaments you prefer to be in, which ones you can be in. So I'll, I'll make up the whole schedule with that. Uh, cutoff for that is Thursday night at 8 p.m. Just because I got to make sure that I get everything kind of balanced out with the tournaments and make sure we you know, have that schedule properly so we're able to rock and roll on uh, Saturday morning. Uh, so 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday is a cutoff for that. But if you just want to join us and hang out uh, for the weekend, feel free to you know buy your ticket anyway, anytime up to the uh, start of the con, and uh, that'll be great. Um, and Speaking uh, of which, yeah. those tickets can be bought for the low, low, low cost of $10 for full convention access, including the tournaments, or $7 if you don't want to do tournaments. $7. $7. You get to hang out with your friends. You get to hear some really cool uh, uh, sneak peeks and behind-the-scenes stuff from all of the teams. So uh, priced just right, uh, yep. in my opinion. Priced, priced low. It could, it could be, I mean, you could be paying $15, $20 for this, but no, no, no. Yep. Seven, ten. That's all. Seven, ten. Yep. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead with that then. And yeah, so uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely come and join us. It's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have everybody in there and uh, yeah, and ask your questions, be in, jump in some tournaments, uh, you know, you know, grill the dark menace, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, the opportunity is there uh, for you. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to kicking off the year and all the cool things we got working. I just got my first piece of colorized art uh, as the podcast was going. So I'm you know, feeling feeling uh, good about that. So yeah, look, it should be great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I just want to say before we get out of here that my uh, King of Pro Wrestling 2020 just champion of the year award has got to go to Todd for his conducting not only uh, all uh, of this stuff behind the scenes, but also most importantly for being the guy who makes sure that all those packages go out, even if the USPS can't get them to you because it is a Herculean effort. And uh, amidst all of, of, of the gripes about not receiving things on time, which are warranted because come on, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough year. I get it, but, but, but we want our stuff and we want it now. Uh, that said, none of that is Todd's fault. And Todd uh, performs again, that Herculean task of making sure that all of those packages go out. Uh, so thank you for, for your work, Todd, because uh, without you, I would just be staring at my computer screen all the time instead of being able to, you know, pick up my, 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 my physical cards and, and hold them in my hand. Nice. And, you know, actually I haven't, I need to get that into a, yeah, cover anyway. Uh, so thank you for that, Todd and 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 Mike. Thank you so Quite much well. as usual for joining us. It's good to see your face this time. The past few times we've done this, uh, I have just had audio, so uh, I get to see your face again, which is great. Um, thank you guys so so much, uh, listeners. Thank you all. Uh, remember the Phil Singer Games Perennial 2021 
this Saturday, uh, January the 23rd, beginning at 1030 in the morning. Uh, of course you can drop by at any point in time. There's going to be so much fun. The schedule of course can be found at filsingergames.com. And, uh, you can of course get even more information. If you go over to the discussion boards, uh, people are already talking about it. People are already buzzing about what may or may not happen. Um, come join the tournaments, come, come hang out and listen, uh, participate in discussion. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there and hearing from you there. Uh, as Todd also mentioned, make sure you check out the other podcasts that are currently going in this wonderful world that we have, whether it is the Phil Singer games fan podcast that Grant does, or the uncharted territory podcast that the legends team has been doing. There's always something awesome, uh, happening on either one of those. Uh, and then of course you can come back here to King of pro wrestling. Um, next, Next time when we have even more to talk about and, and beans have been spilled, uh, no matter how hard Mike tries to make sure they stay in the can. <laughs> so <laughs> Todd, thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mike, thank you very, very much. I appreciate you. It's always a pleasure. Even if I have to play the heel. somebody's got to do it right uh so we're gonna go home now but everyone have a wonderful week we look forward to seeing you at the perennial take care of yourselves in the meantime and uh uh, happy 2021